Good morning, brothers and sisters. We're going to sing hymn 594. I think this is quite a familiar hymn. Let's sing it with joy. May all the Christians know that we have a true story to tell everybody. We are not ready. <laughs> we are so tired. It's time we are all asleep. Let's try again. We have a story to tell to the nation. Sorry to tell everybody. It's about Christ and His kingdom of love and His light. Come to think of it, I don't think not everybody knows this song. Let's sing the chorus only. Let's sing it with joy and with loud voices. And Christ the kingdom shall come to her the Five hundred, uh, six hundred eleven. We sing six hundred eleven. Six hundred eleven. I hope this one is more familiar. <laughs> Since I found in him a friend so true and true, I will tell you how he saved my life completely. He is something that no other friend can do. Like Jesus. Oh, 
No one, there's no other friend like so kind like he. No one else could take the sin and darkness from me. Oh, how much he cared for me. That's the story we would like to share with everybody. Why we want to share this story? That's a hymn 605, tell me, tell us why. Because he died on the cross for you and for me. No one can take his life. But he died on the cross. He's the Son of God, but He died for us.
You think it's so perfect. But all of a sudden it's gone. When I was preparing playing piano this morning, my wife called me. A dear uncle of us passed away last night. He's six with something real strong, real joyful, real happy guy. 他是一个六十多高的一个非常健康强壮很喜乐的人。He was broken last night.他昨天晚上他好像就破碎掉了。Everything could could be broken in a minute, in a second.好像在一秒钟一切都会被破碎掉。But Christ, His broken heart, He broke it Himself for you and for me.但是基督却为你和我破碎了。The third sentence.让我们唱第三节。have you read
um, we'd like to share the song today. 这首诗歌，我相信很多人都是很熟悉。我们今天来想分享这首诗歌。Um, and so, when in the beginning, when we were sort of, when I was sort of um, reminded of to think about a, a song to share. 在开始的时候，我被提醒当分享这首诗歌的时候。The the thought that that really came to mind was, you know, what song really encapsulates who our Lord is? 我就想哪首诗歌真正的描述我们主他所是的。and so, you know, I was thinking for, for a while, really um, meditating and, and pondering of, you know, what does Christ mean to me? And so this song came to heart, um, along with, with one verse. And, and so I'll tie it to the lyrics of, of, of this song. Um, the verse is in Matthew 11. Uh, the verse 28. And so it says, Come to me, all ye, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. And so one of the lyrics in this song it, it, it sings of you know here in our weakness you find us. I don't know about um, you dear friends, but there are many times when, when I've, I've felt weak. When the pressures of the world and of life have really pressed upon on me. But the most, but truly beyond all of that, and much higher, and is this peace that our Lord, our wonderful, merciful Savior, has given given me. 但是远超这一切的，就是我们这位又奇妙怜悯的救主所给我们的平安。And so, even beyond this this weakness, the Lord looks past that, and He's willing to be um, there for me, and hopefully for you as well. 就是远超我们的软弱, 主给为我们预备, 为我, so uh, we'd like to share the song. Um, I'd like to welcome the youth to, to come up at this time. Um, we'll have our brother Timothy play it through the verse and then the chorus through once, just so that we're accustomed to the, the melody and the tempo of the song. 我请提问太弟兄，呃，弹一下诗歌和前奏，让我们熟悉这首诗歌的旋律。嗯，so the youth can can make their way up, and we can uh, we'll just sort of
dear brothers and sisters and friends. 亲爱的弟兄姐妹们跟朋友们。Good morning. My name is Stephanie. 早安，我的名字叫 Stephanie. Uh, forgive me for the voice. I just have a cold. 对不起，我的声音是这样子，因为我刚刚感冒了。I would like to share with you when the Lord personally met me in my life. 我想要跟大家分享我如何呃在我个人的生活里遇见了主。And I would like to read from the song we just sang with Brother Timothy 6:11. 呃，所以我要跟大家分享的就是我们刚刚唱的这首诗歌六百一十一首。I think it fits very well um the sentiment of my heart. 那这个呢，对于表达我心中的感觉是很很适合的。I would love to tell you what I think of Jesus. 让我向你诉说主耶稣。Since I found in Him a friend so strong and true, 主耶稣的宝贵，他是我最忠信朋友，不改变。I would tell you how He changed my life completely. 让我向你诉说他如何改变我。He did something that no other friend could do. 无人向他救我脱离罪孽。So I was born in Brazil, the oldest of three children. 我是在巴西生的，我是三三个孩子中最大的一个。I spent my childhood there, where my parents owned a business. 我小的时候在那里长大，我的父母他们有一个生意在那边。My first languages were Portuguese and Mandarin. 我的第一个语言是葡萄牙文跟国国语。My parents were Christians, and I grew up in a Christian home. 我的父母都是基督徒，我在基督徒的家庭长大。Our family gathered with brothers and sisters every Sunday, just like this, to worship the Lord. 那我的家庭每个主日就聚集在一起，就像现在这样子，大家一起呃敬拜主。They taught me to pray and read the Bible from a young age. 那在我小的时候，他们就教我读和如何读圣经，如何祷告。And I was a good girl, and I did everything my parents told me. 我是个好小孩，我就遵守父母的教导。I did believe in the Lord Jesus and in His salvation. 我相信主耶稣跟他的救恩。But I wouldn't say that I had a personal relationship with him then. 但是我当时不能说我跟他有一对一的个人经历。He was the God that I feared from afar off. 他是一个我敬畏的神，他是离我很远的。When I was nine or ten, our family of five were able to get green cards to move to the United States. 那我大概五六岁的时候，我们全家人就拿到了绿卡，就搬到了美国。At that point, most of my dad's、uh, siblings were already living in the United States. 在那个时候，我父亲的许多兄弟姐妹已经住在美国了。But because of my dad's business, it was hard for us to leave everything at once and move right away. 那因为我父亲的生意的关系，我们没有办法一次就把呃所有的东西理好就搬过来。So around the time that I turned 13, 所以我十三岁的时候 ，my parents agreed to let me move to the United States. By myself to live with my、uh, uncle's family in California. 那所以，我父母当时就同意让我自己一个人搬来美国，让我跟我的舅舅住在一起。Uh, my parents weren't quite ready to move, uh, but they thought I was getting older and it would be very hard for me if I waited much longer. 当时我的父母没有办法马上搬，所以他们就是预备好让我自己先搬来。I was excited to come, living in the United States, prestigious country. Who wouldn't want that? 那当时我觉得很兴奋，能够来美国是一个那么更好的国家，谁不想要来 ？I was very naive. I didn't know how hard it was going to be. 当时我非常的无知，我不知道在这里的生活是如何的艰辛。My imagination told me it was going to be wonderful. 我想象中的这里是每一件事情都是美好的。Little did I know that my life would change so suddenly. 
I left my whole life in Brazil. My family, my friends, everything I ever knew. Overnight, I had a whole new life. At home, I had a new family. I had a new school with very little friends, new language, even new church family. And here I was in 1996, before widespread internet, cell phones, FaceTime, Instant messaging. I called my parents once a week in tears. Called 25 cents a minute to call I sent letters to my friends in Brazil. A letter took two weeks to get there, and their letter took two weeks to come back. So it was a very difficult experience. My uncle's family treated me very well, but who could comfort me in such a condition? It was my suffering, and there was little anyone could do about it. So I turned to the one that had not changed in my life. The Lord Jesus. I started praying more. Because whether I was in the U.S. or in Brazil, I could pray the same way to God just the way that I was comfortable with. I started praying for everything and everyone I could think of. Because prayer was no longer a duty, it was a refuge for me in my loneliness. And as I continued to read the Bible out of discipline as I was taught, things began to change as well. God brought His words to life. And they spoke to me. It was no longer just words on a page that I read out of duty. It fed my spirit and gave me purpose. The very first time God clearly spoke to me through His Word, I will never forget. It's in 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 6. In this, you greatly rejoice, even though now for a little while, if necessary, you have been distressed by various trials. So that the proof of your faith, being more precious than gold which is perishable, even though tested by fire, may be found to result in praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. 
叫你们的信心既被试验，就比那被火试验人人能坏的金子更显宝贵，可以在耶稣基督显现的时候得着称赞、荣耀、尊贵。Even though I was a child and I didn't fully understand everything the verse was saying，当时我虽然是个孩子，我不能够完全明白这个话讲的是什么意思。This I came to believe in simple faith，但是我就是靠着简单的信，我就相信了。That God was Personally telling me that my suffering as a 13-year-old girl in a new country was for a purpose. I was not suffering in vain. And he saw it. And that really helped and comforted me. 因此呢，这就安慰了我。Another verse in the Bible, Psalm 27, verse 10。另外还有一个就是诗篇二十七篇第十节。When my father and my mother forsake me, then the Lord will take care of me.我父母离弃我，耶和华必收留我。My parents didn't really forsake me.我的父母并没有真的离弃我。But I can truly say, when I left my home and came to the U.S. without my parents. The Lord came to meet me and to take care of me. 但是我可以说，当我离开了我的父母，我来到了美国，主就来了，他就来收容我了。That was more than twenty years ago. 这就是在二十年以前的事情。From that time on, I began having a personal relationship with the Lord Jesus. 从那个时候开始，我跟主就有个人一对一的亲近的关系。Being with Him in prayer and in His Word have been my anchor through everything that I've been through ever since. 与主同在，时时祷告，这就是我从那时候一直开始做的事。Hearing His voice is the best thing in the world. 听见他的声音是世界上最美好的事。He gives meaning to my life to everything I go through, whether it's easy or hard. 他让我生命中所经历的，不管是甜或苦，都有了意义。I share with Him my joys and my sorrows. 我也把我的喜乐跟我的悲哀与他分享。he breathes true life into my earthly life. He gives me strength that I don't have in myself. His companionship is most precious to me. And his unchangeable and unbreakable love for me is my assurance and true peace. 他那永不变、永不动摇、永不改变的爱，对我来说是真正的平安。I know my experience is very personal to me, and your story and circumstances might be very different. Maybe you grew up in a Christian home like me. Maybe this is the first time you're hearing of the Lord Jesus. Maybe you were born here, or maybe you came here as a child or an adult. Regardless, if you hear his voice today in your life, please do not reject him. He reaches out to you. And as we remember this morning his death for us, we know with what a great cost he has paid. 那今天早上我们唱歌的时候也看见，为了能够救我们，他要付何等大的代价。
But all he wants is to have a personal relationship with you. And to lead him into eternal glory with his son Jesus Christ. And so I'll leave you with a verse from Psalm 34. So is the man who puts his trust in him. Thank you. Thank you, Stephanie. My name is Maurice. This is Isaac. That's Marsha. Uh, we're so grateful to continue to share about our Lord Jesus this morning together. And we're going to open our Bibles to Luke chapter 5 and consider some people that Jesus met and called to follow him. Now before we read the story, let's uh, just have a, a word of prayer. Father, we thank you for the gift of your Son, Jesus Christ, to us. And we thank you, Lord, for your presence here now by your Holy Spirit. As we consider these events that happened when you, Jesus, were here, open our eyes to see you. We thank you that you came for us. And we thank you that you died for us. And we thank you that you call us to follow you. On a very exciting journey. And we pray in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. So first, the facts of these stories. We're going to look at Luke chapter 5, if you have a Bible, or if not, just listen. So our focus is on two men. And we'll start in chapter 5, verse 5. So it was, as the multitude pressed about him to hear the word of God, that he stood by the lake of Genesaret and saw two boats standing by the lake. But the fishermen had gone from them and were washing their nets. Uh, back on, back to the shores. <laughs> Pictures aren't that exciting, but this is the shoreline of the Sea of Galilee. So this is what it looked like when Jesus was moving from town to town and preaching. And he'd come to Capernaum, which is one of the towns right on the water. And that's where Peter lived, and that's where Peter fished from. 
那就是彼得彼得在那里住在那里打鱼的地方 And so the crowds were all around him and he needed some space so he could talk 众人都拥挤在他身边他需要一些地方他可以讲到 So we read in verse 3 Then he got into one of the boats which was Simon's and asked him to put out a little from the land and he sat down and taught the multitudes from the boat 有一只船是西门的耶稣就上去请他把船撑开稍微离岸就坐下在船上教训众人 So if you know sometimes if the waters are calm sound moves across the water So he sat on the boat he could just teach to this big group 你知道有的时候如果水面是平静的话声音可以沿着水面就传过去所以耶稣在那个船上就可以对着很多的人来讲道 So he was teaching to the big group And when he had stopped speaking he said to Simon Law chanted to the well go ahead and show the boat. 然后他讲完了就对西门说, I don't know if this is the exact boat. Something like this. Jesus said, launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. And Simon answered and said to him, Master, we have toiled all night and caught nothing. Nevertheless, at your word I will let down the net. 西门说,夫子,我们整夜劳力,并没有打着什么,但依从你的话,我就下网。Now remember, Peter's a fisherman. 大家记得彼得是个渔夫。And Jesus is a carpenter. 耶稣是个木匠。He's not a fisherman. 他不是渔夫。They fish all night. 他们整夜打鱼。They're the experts. 他们专家。The fish just aren't there. 那里就没有鱼。Not today. 今天没有鱼。But because Jesus said, put down the net. Peter thinks, okay, I'll do it. Add your word. So he did it. Verse 6, and when they had done, they caught a great number of fish and their net was breaking. So they signaled to their partners on the other boats, come and help them. And they came and filled both boats. So they almost began to sink. Sink. And when Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees and said, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. For he and all who were with him were astonished at the catch of fish which they had taken. And so also were James and John, the sons of Debedee, who were partners with Simon, and Jesus said to Simon, Do not be afraid, from now on you will catch men. So they brought their boats to land, and they forsook all and followed him. They followed Jesus. Now, we're going to come back to Peter, but we also want to look at another person that Jesus met. And that was a man named Levi, also known as Matthew. Both names, Levi and Matthew. And turn to verses 27, and you can show us a picture. We do have a picture of Matthew. This is exactly what he looked like. Now let's read about Matthew. For after these things he went out and saw, this is Jesus, saw a tax collector named Levi sitting in it at the tax office. 
Now most of you know, I think you know, that what tax collectors did was collect taxes from the people for the Roman government. And as in many places, when you're in that position, there's a lot of room for asking for more money and bribery. And for a Jew, for a Jew in Israel, someone who's willing to work for the Roman government that oppresses you is really an awful thing. You're despised. We despise this guy. Because he's making money and getting rich and he's a Jew, but he's working for the Roman government. He's, all, he's really a traitor. I mean, they just look down on him. But apparently Levi had been kind of following Jesus around and listening with very keen interest. And it says here that Jesus came to this place, his tax booth, and said, come follow me. The end of verse 27, he said to him, follow me. So he, Levi, left all, rose up and followed him. And then it says that in verse 29, then Levi gave Jesus a great feast at his own house. And there are a great number of tax collectors and others who sat down with them. And the scribes and Pharisees complained against his disciples, saying, Why do you eat and drink with tax collectors and sinners? Jesus answered and said to them, Those who are well have no need for a physician, but those who are sick. Jesus said, verse 32, I have come to call, not to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. So those are the facts of the two people that Jesus met. I'll be calling them Peter instead of Simon and Matthew just because it's easier. So as we rec- now we're going to consider these stories and see we know what happened. How does this relate to you and to me? What is God showing you right now about himself? So let's go back to the fishing boat. And consider Peter. There was Peter living in Capernaum, being a fisherman. What would it be like to Jesus to come up to you and say, Hey, let me use your boat? That's his place of work. That's his life. What's yours? Right now, mine's a cubicle in an office. I've been involved in software development for 30 years. 
I used to even have my own fancy office in Manhattan. Now I'm just in a cubicle with a whole bunch of young people. But what if Jesus showed up and said, Hey, may I borrow your cubicle? What's your office? Are you a student? Is it the library or your bedroom where you study? Jesus showed up in Peter's boat. Said, Can I come in your boat? Like, oh, yes. Come in my boat. Now, what did Jesus know about fishing? We know he wasn't a fisherman. But what Jesus did know was about life. Jesus had lived 30 years before he started his ministry. He grew up like a kid like you and me. He had a father and mother who taught him. He was a carpenter. And that meant his father taught him how to be a carpenter. And as a carpenter, you can go to the next slide. As a carpenter, he learned to work wood and learned how to make things. And really, he was also in a small business. Now, Jesus was not some kind of alien that flew in from out of space. He grew up and lived our kind of life for 30 years before he started his ministry. So don't say to Jesus, you don't understand my business. You don't understand my boat. You don't understand my life. He knows your life. He knows your boat better than you do. And he wants in. He wants in. To be in your boat. Now, what happened with this event when when Jesus met Peter? Think of the big picture. Here, without Jesus, Peter would have been a fisherman in Capernaum, which is, we know is a very small town, for all his life. Because Jesus met him, Peter became part of something huge that God was doing. Instead of just living and dying as a fisherman in Capernaum, he ended up following Jesus for three years. And then being a part of the church after Jesus was uh, 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 crucified and then raised. So Peter was lifted into a, a big role in a relationship with God. And that's what the Lord does with each one of us. We may not be as famous as Peter. None of us will be as famous as Peter. But everyone in this room, 
but is in relationship to Jesus Christ is part of this wonderful huge thing that God is doing. 但是我们在座的每一位，他与耶稣基督的关系，都是在神所做的这件奇妙的、伟大的事当中的一部分。So the Lord Jesus, He comes into our boat, He understands us, and He lifts us into a much bigger realm. 主耶稣他来到我们的船上，他理解我们，他把我们提升到一个很高的一个境界当中。Now let's consider our friend Matthew. 我们再先想想象我们的朋友马太。I don't know if I have another picture of Matthew there, do I? 我不知道在这里还有没有马太的照片。Maybe go back. 我们回到可以回到那。Maybe go back to our friend Matthew. 我们回到看到我们的朋友马太。This guy is not just a common fisherman; he's a traitor. 这个不是简单的一个渔夫，他是一个卖国贼。He's despised. 他是好像是一个间谍一样。他被人藐视。啊，被人藐视的。And yet Jesus goes to him. Of all the people, Jesus goes to him and asks him to follow him. Jesus, in all the people, comes to him and asks him to follow him. So this sinner was offered forgiveness. For this sinner, he 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 was offered forgiveness. 他也被呃赐予了在神所做的里面一个角色，重要的角色。We all know this is the one. This is the same Matthew that so carefully wrote down all the words of Christ. 我们也知道这个就是马太那那一位很仔细的记录耶稣基督所讲的话的那一位。So Jesus called him. 所以耶稣呼召了他。But how could he do that? How could Jesus call this guy? I mean, he looks really nice. That, that's kind of, he's got a good look in his eyes. But really, when Jesus saw him, 但是耶稣怎么会来呼召这个人呢？虽然他看起来好像挺挺好的，好像那个眼神。He was. We would use the word despicable. 我们应该用用那种好像非常藐视、不瞧不起的。The devout Jews would treat him basically like a leper. They wouldn't go near him. 近前的犹太人对他觉得他好像像一个患大麻风的人，都没有人要跟近他。Except when they had to pay taxes to him. 当他们向他来付他的税的时候。No, but the problem is, how did God forgive this one? 但问题就是神如何能赦免这一个 ？Now I think Matthew really understood that he was in a bad place. 我想马太他真实的理解他在一个不好的处境当中。Now we read at verse thirty that after this event at his house, how all the other Jews looked at that. They said, "How can you meet with these, with a tax collector and all these other sinners?" We know that in thirty verse, that those Jews were complaining, saying, "Why are you eating with sinners?" So Matthew knew that from the general view, he was considered outside the will of God. Matthew knew from the general view, he was considered outside the will of God. And that he needed. Some someone to 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 save him. He needs someone 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 to save him. So at that moment, he is he's he's so aware this man is, has power and authority from God. He 那时候就意识到这个人有从神那里的权柄和能力 And at that moment, the Holy Spirit convicted him. He's like, if he's holy, I shouldn't even be near him. 
So he says, depart from me, for I am a sinner. We shouldn't even be in the boat together. So Peter knew he was a sinner and needed help. And the wonderful news is to watch what Jesus did. Because Jesus with each of these men could have taken his hand of judgment as we said last week and pointed at them and said, Yes, Peter, you are a sinner. I should not be in your presence because I'm the sinless Son of God. You should not be with me. Matthew, you have no place in the will of God. And that's what he could have done. Instead, he said, Come follow me. Come follow me. How could he do that? If he were here in person, if he walked in now and looked you in the eye, what do you think you would feel? He, he knows your thoughts. He knows what part of you is selfish. What would he do with you? But he doesn't condemn. He accepts both Peter and Matthew. His hand beckons them, come follow me. Well, how can that be? Because God is holy. How can the sinless one hang out with this, with all those sinners? Well, Jesus gave the answer when he talked about the sinners. We saw it uh, in verse 32. He said, I have come to call, not to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. Jesus is coming to those and saying, for those who see their sin, he's saying, and want to change, I'm going to call you. And he knew that Peter was the one and Matthew was the one. He's calling them. They wanted to repent. They wanted to change. So this man Jesus brings the whole forgiveness of God to us. In fact, between these two stories, a bunch of people brought a crippled man to Jesus. And before he healed him, Jesus said to him, Your sins are forgiven. Man, your sins are forgiven, he said to him. Because Jesus comes as the forgiver. It's the forgiver first, otherwise how can he even be in the presence of sinners? But this forgiveness had to involve something. God is holy and it required something to happen. 
It wasn't that God just said, "Well, actually, I've changed my mind. Sin is not really a problem." It's the opposite of that. Jesus had no sin. Do you want to worship a God who's sinful? No, a holy God required a payment for our sin. And it's still something we are understanding more and more each day. But in God's mysterious plan, His Son Jesus went to the cross to pay this price. Because He was sinless, when He died, it was very valuable. So it was a huge payment that covered all of our sin and, and our sin condition. So the reason Jesus can use his hands to accept us is because he was willing to let his hands be pierced for us. He let them arrest him. And ultimately, he let them dry those nails into his feet and his hands. So the hand that should condemn us went up on the cross. And there it is. Let's read a verse from Peter. Peter's own letter, one of his precious letters, it's part of the Bible. So in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 22. This is talking about Jesus on the cross. It says, Who committed no sin, but nor was deceit found in his mouth? Who, when he was reviled, did not revile in return. When he suffered, he did not threaten, but committed himself to him who judges righteously. Who himself bore our sins in his body on the tree. That we, having died to sins, might live for righteousness. And it ends by, by whose stripes you were healed. So Peter is telling us in that letter that that's what happened on the cross. So Jesus brought Peter and Matthew forgiveness. By going to the cross for, for them and for us. But those hands came down from the cross. And the Father raised him from the dead. And now those hands do what? What did those hands do to Peter and Matthew? Those hands said, Come follow me. Come on this journey. Let's go back 
So to both Matthew and Peter, he said, "Come, follow me." What does this mean? What does it mean to follow Jesus? For for Matthew and Peter. The first thing it means is he forgives us, and we have to accept that. They had to accept the fact that this Holy One was embracing them. <laughs> he was willing to hang with the sinners. Oh, hang, I mean, hang out with. He died for the sinners. <laughs> so, and he's drawing them into... The second thing is that we need to accept this relationship he gives us. And it means for Peter and Matthew and for you and me, it means that we are brought into something really big and really important. And what did these two men do? Did Peter say, well, I like fishing and I just want to stay here in Capernaum. Or did Matthew say, well, you know, I really like having the best house in Capernaum, all rich. No, the good news is both these men did what? They left everything and followed him. It says they forsook everything and followed him. Now, that, what that means was very practical back then. It means that Jesus, when he goes to the next town, you follow him. <laughs> we think it's something like, well, I have to sell all my house and wait for the contract to close and sell my car and do all these. That's our view. It's not like that. What Jesus meant is you have you have to let go of everything. If that means going to the next town and not fishing, that means going to the next town. If that means for Matthew a much harder choice, which may be that he has to change his career. Leave it behind completely. But the point is, leaving all means letting go. And for all of us, when we let go to God, it's like we're leaving a place that we're secure, we're sure about. And you're saying to Jesus in your heart, okay, I'm going to go where you want me to go. If that means I'm to go to the next town or change my jobs, I'll be willing. But the key is we put ourselves in the hands of Jesus. Just like Peter did. And say, I'll follow him. And we know that after the Jesus went to the cross and was resurrected, these disciples were there to meet him. Jesus, uh, 
And after they receive the gift of the Holy Spirit, then they serve God there in Jerusalem. And then many of them are sent back to their hometowns to share about Christ. And when persecution came, they were sent many other places. So these men ended up serving the Lord in all over the world. So now the question is bringing it back to ourselves. How about you and me? Jesus invites all of us to follow it. The invitation is not just to a few people. He died for everyone. And he's not physically here, but he is here by his spirit. And he comes to all of us and say, May I come into your life? And do we let him into our boat? And then when you realize he's asking us to follow him, are we willing to follow him? So where are you right now with that? Have you let Jesus into your life and are you following him? It's a wonderful journey to be on if you're not on it yet. As I think about this, I'm reminded of things that often hold us back. When I was in college and I had not received the Lord yet, I had this thought that, I don't know, if I become a Christian, then I won't be able to have lots of girlfriends. I thought maybe I'd be, you know, some kind of, you know, Whatever. <laughs> it's a joke because I, I, I was too shy to even talk to most young men. God in His mercy was preserving me for that lady over there. <laughs> but I had, you have these thoughts that like, well, God is going to take stuff away. I have this vision for my life. I'm going to run a certain kind of business. I have certain kind of pleasures. Is God going to say no, 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 no? So if I'm holding on to that, I'm like, oh, I don't really want to follow because I might have to get something up. How sad that is. Because if you imagine, even if you're Peter staying in Capernaum and have the best fishing business, how does that compare to what God wants to do? If I never accepted the Lord Jesus and I had a family and I had my career and I had everything else, it would all be empty. At one point, Peter actually asked the Lord, he says, you know, we've left everything and followed you, essentially saying, what do we get? <laughs> and he says, if you've left everything and followed, you're going to receive a hundredfold. And this room is full of people who would say, we've received a hundredfold, so many blessings because we're following Jesus. 
我们这房间里充满了人可以这样讲，因为我们跟从了耶稣，我们的生命从呃更加增了百倍。So don't hold on to anything like that。所以不要抓住那些事情让你退步。It's holding you back from following the Lord. Let go of it。那些阻止你跟随耶稣基督的事情，把它放下。Another thing we hear a lot is people say, "Well, I'm not good enough to be a Christian。还有一个我们经常听到有人说，我我我不我不够好成为基督徒。Right? You say, "Well." Christians all have to be so good and I'm not good enough so I'll kind of wait around till I get better. But you all know that doesn't make sense. Because God knows that you're actually much, much worse than you think you are. He sees you're rotten to the core. But he's already taking care of the problem. That's why he died for you. So he's saying, acknowledge that you're worse than you are, but accept my forgiveness and let's get started. You never wait till you're good enough. He's the only one that makes us good. It's all him. And then there's some of you who say, well, I'm scientific. I don't believe all these stories. Well, we're out of time, but I'm telling you, if you are at all an open-minded scientist, like this guy is, if you study biochemistry right now and all the things we've learned the last 10 years, it screams intelligent design. A scientist who, who looks at all that and denies that there might be a God is just doing this. So don't say you're being reasonable. But the only way to know for sure is to seek God directly. And the only way to know God is through Jesus Christ. So if you're the skeptic, seek Him. Because He promised, if you seek, you'll find. That's what a teacher of mine taught, told me in high school. If you really want to know him enough, he'll show himself to you. So seek him. And he will show himself to you. So I ask you today, what's holding you back? Is there anything holding you back from accepting what Jesus is offering you right now? He's inviting you on this journey. And it all starts by accepting what God has done for you already. We, give, we receive this gift of salvation from Christ. And we repent by just saying, Lord, I'm willing to change. And so now we just want to focus our hearts individually on this question.
Have you accepted this invitation? So really, we're going to close our eyes so we're kind of in private and, and have a prayer time. And I want each of us to consider the fact that Jesus is here saying, I want you to receive my gift. So if you're already at that place, you can just ask the Lord right now and tell him in your heart silently that you have received him. And if you would like, um, let me pray for us or pray a prayer that you can pray with me. So if you if these words ring true for you, just say them to the Lord yourself. Say, Lord, I don't know you well, but I acknowledge that I am sinful. I understand that you're offering me forgiveness. Lord Jesus, you went to the cross for me. Thank you. As I consider you, I know that I'm a sinner. But you're coming to me and I want you in my life. I receive you into my life. And I want to go on this journey that you're offering me. I want to live with you, Jesus. I want to follow you and learn from you. Lord, I'm afraid of all this change and uncertainty, but I'll trust you. Lord, Lord, show me the way. Lord, I receive you as my Savior. Amen. Amen. Now there are many here, maybe you're not quite at that place. You're not so sure of what we were speaking of. But you can pray too. For quite a time I used to pray, God, if you're there. So you're one of those, you can pray with me this way. God, if you're there, I want to learn more about you. I'm like Peter, I want to experience what you're doing. I want to understand what you say. Your words. And Lord, help me to see you. I want to know the truth. I want to follow you once I, I really sense your presence. I am seeking you. I, I seek to know you.
And I trust, Lord, you'll show yourself to me. Please show me so what I need to understand so I can receive you. Amen. And so now, actually, before we offer to have a time of conversation, personal conversation, uh, uh, let's just have one more prayer for for all of us. So pray with me. Lord, Father, we thank you for sending your Son, Jesus Christ, to be our Savior. We thank you for that acceptance of us. We thank you for being invited on this journey. And we ask you today that none of us in this room will miss out on what you want to do for us. For those of us who have been ignoring you, may we come back to you. Lead us, Lord Jesus. Help each one of us to leave, let go of anything that holds us back. So we can fully follow you, our Savior. And we ask this in your name, Lord Jesus. Amen. Amen. We thank the Lord um, speaking to us through the songs testimonies and uh, the message. In the Bible, God himself has said this. He says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hear my vo- hears my voice and um, open the door, I will come into him and dine with him and he with me. So our prayer is that many of you who have not yet believed in Jesus, that today you may open up your heart and accept him as your Lord and Savior. And also we have uh, we would like to spend some time uh, with you uh, to have some more intimate and personal conversation. If you have uh, some uh, uncertainty, uncertainty, we would like to answer that for you. So for those who are not yet believing in the Lord, whether you have already made that commitment earlier through the prayer or you still have some questions, now we would like, you, uh, we would like to invite you to go to the second floor uh, with our brothers and sisters in the Lord. 
我们想邀请你到三楼，与我们的弟兄姊妹有一些交通。For the rest of the brothers sisters, we would like to, uh, we would like to ask you to continue, uh, remain seated。啊，余下的呃弟兄姊妹们，请你邀请你留在这里，继续在这里。For brothers sisters, if you have friends or invited someone, you may accompany them to the second floor。如果啊弟兄姊妹们，如果 你有邀请朋友或者家人过来，也请也你你也可以跟他们一同到二楼那里去。Okay, now so uh please um um please uh uh for those uh uh gospel friends, please uh go to the second floor. 啊，请这些福音朋友，我们刚才所邀请的，请你到二楼去。If you have not yet believed in the Lord and yet you have some questions, we also encourage you to take this opportunity to go to the second floor now. Uh, We recognize that each time, whenever we have a gospel meeting, uh, it is a spiritual battle. But we acknowledge our Lord Jesus being the King. He has already won that battle. He is the victor uh, over all things. So we would like to have this time together as uh, our brothers and sisters are counseling those who are still seeking that we can offer up our prayers uh, and stand together with our brothers and sisters upstairs. That the Lord Jesus may uh, cast down uh, any strongholds in the hearts of our uh, of those uh, gospel friends that we may bring them cap, uh, uh, captive uh, to the obedience of Christ so let's, let's uh, sing uh, this hymn together uh, before we have time of prayer uh, mm-hmm. hymn 662 
Liberty uh, to offer all prayers in any languages uh, that you uh, most free uh, feel free. Uh, and we will uh, try to have some translation of your uh, uh, your your prayer. Thank you, Lord, that today we can come before you and even renew our knowledge of you, even for us who have known you for a while. Lord, we thank you so much for those who do not know you. May they have open hearts to accept you into their hearts. We do pray that you would keep us mind, soul, and body in Jesus' name.
主啊，你自己来跟主啊，你你来显明你自己的得胜。我们仰望你，听我们的祷告，顺主耶稣基督的名，阿门。Our sister prayed, Lord. We pray for our counselors and our friends upstairs, Lord. We do pray that you cover them with your precious blood, and Lord, that even for those who are counseling, that you would anoint them with your Holy Spirit. May your words be filled with hope, with spirit, and with wisdom, Lord. May your words bring light even into the darkness. May hearts be turned to you, Lord. We look to you, so that by your name, that you have gained the victory. We pray this in Jesus' name.
pray. Lord, we praise you and we worship you. Lord Jesus, we thank you that you have uh, commissioned us to preach the gospel. And for those who have gone upstairs, Lord, we know that you are with them. May they come to know you. May they come to accept you as their Savior so that they can experience the full forgiveness of sins. Thank you, Lord, that we can preach the gospel so that they can repent of their sins. Help us, Lord, to be able to spread the good news and so, therefore, souls can be saved. Lord, may your word word touch the hearts of the unbelievers. May they come to know you as their personal Savior. You are the true and living God. There is no other God aside from you. Who is our security? Our only security is you. Lord, we thank you, Lord, that man can do nothing. But, Lord, you, but by your word, you are the almighty God. Nothing is too difficult for you. We thank you in Jesus' name. prayer from our sister. We do pray that you would open the eyes of our friends, that they can come to accept uh, our Lord Jesus as their Savior. Lord, that they can, we thank you that you give us the opportunity to even go through this spiritual battle so that there can be souls that can be won. Lord, we do want to praise and to worship you. We pray, Lord, that many of these unbelievers can repent before you and come before your presence to know you, that they might be able to accept your free grace. We thank you and we praise you. May your Holy Spirit continue to lead us. In Jesus' name.
sister prayed, Lord, precious Lord, we praise you and we want to thank you. We love you because you first loved us. Lord, we thank you. It was because of your love that we have been saved. We thank you, Lord, that it is your Holy Spirit that fills us. Today, we can even follow you, follow you completely. Lord, may you touch the hearts of the friends that their hearts of stone can be turned into hearts of flesh when they accept you. Lord, may we be those who can turn and follow you. Lord, with you, with man, when things are impossible, with you, all things are possible. Lord, we thank you so much that we can come before your presence. May our hearts turn to you so that we can follow you all of our days. In Jesus' name. Grace before your return. Lord, we want to thank you for giving your church such a burden and opportunity that we can preach your gospel in one accord, in oneness. Lord, we just want to commit each one of them, the gospel friends, to your hand. We believe that they are not here by accident. It is your divine appointment that you can, that they can be here to hear your words. So, Lord, we stand together with brothers and sisters who are counseling them, Lord, that their hearts may be uh, like a good ground as the seed of your word being sown into their hearts that you will bear much fruit, that today may become the day of their salvation. They may come to the point of repentance uh, to receive you as their Lord and Savior. As much as you came to Peter and the, uh, and, and the Levi, that you have come to them, um, to, to them and speak to them, and may they hear your voice. Lord, may they follow uh, uh, their, uh, your way all their, uh, in all their life. So Lord, we uh, pray your covering uh, through, uh, throughout all the time, even uh, today. We thank you so much for everything that you have done on the cross. May honor, uh, blessing, uh, praise, and glory be unto you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Are we dismissed?